You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Well, how about that? Down to Seattle, Climate Pledge Arena. All they do is win in Seattle. It wasn't pretty at points, but <laughs> got it done. They're picking up pucks all over the place. Milestone nights everywhere you look. If you looked in two separate directions, that would be the direction of the captain, Michael Backlund, the direction of Andrew Monchapani. Then you'd have two significant milestones. Right. But they're picking up pucks all over the place, Pete. No pucks left in Seattle no. after after that performance last <laughs> night by the Flames. Bringing them all home. Yeah. Well, bringing them all to Nashville, and then we're bringing them to Dallas, and we're bringing yeah. them to Colorado on Need, the other side of a back-to-back. Need another plane. <laughs> so many pucks. Yeah. You know, you can charge a lot of money on some of those discount airlines if you're going to try. Oh, yeah. Bring those on your carry-on. Yep. Sir, does that puck fit in the uh, in, in our in personal item? Yeah. <laughs> the Flames go down to Seattle. They get a victory in overtime. How rare was that? Never in doubt. Broke a power play slump. Yeah. That was rare. Okay. And Huberto scored it. Yeah, Huberto, Huberto breaking a power play slump <laughs> is a nice way to check a couple boxes off there. Yeah, picking up pucks or checking off boxes. <laughs> It was a pretty fun game down in Seattle yesterday. We're going to get into it all morning long. Thanks for checking out this show. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Russick will be back next week taking a little family time. Peter Klein joining me all week long. We love to have him in. Love to be here. Patty Dumas doing his usual tidy work here. Hello. What's up, dude? Hey. GVP running the board today. Hey. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Crew's all here, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Do not like 8 o'clock starts middle of the week. No. Yeah, not. <laughs> I don't like when they <laughs> You look so 10, 50, gloomy the way 10, you're looking 54, at it. 10.54 I sent that damn morning. 10.54, yeah. I, um, I was, like, watching the end of the football game while I was making dinner, so I decided to not start the game to multitask until, like, 9.15, and I caught up. I think I finished the game right around that time. Oh, good. So yeah, it ended up being okay. Get the commercials okay, and intermission. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I didn't get any intermission yeah. analysis. Good. I didn't. They I didn't separated get any Eric and the Leslie analysis. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little split top. screen. Yeah, yeah. It looked like Francis <laughs> was up in the press box where the guys were, yeah. and Leslie was down on on ground level. Was it behind was the locker? The, uh, the, the crack and dressing room. Hmm. <laughs> Climate Pledge Arena may be a little difficult to get around. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. A, little, a little snug down there, maybe. Yeah, maybe. All that climate in there. Not <laughs> snug. Not like the spacious Saddle Dome, I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that works. Um, <laughs> we're going to be doing so much fun stuff on the show today. Brent's going to drop in again for yeah, another hour. That's going to be fun. We had a lot of fun yesterday. Uh, yesterday, he was in the 7 o'clock hour. It's going to be the 8 o'clock hour today. Uh, Greg Wyshynski also going to join us to talk a little bit of general NHL storylines away from the Calgary Flames because um, there's been a bit of a shift in the NHL the last little bit. There are some teams that started off gangbusters, red hot to cruise through the year and uh, have kind of hit a wall, a little bit of regression here. Think about the Anaheim Ducks. Think about the way the Washington Capitals have turned it around in the opposite way, gone from a team who we saw them early on in the year, and I thought, man, these guys might be a lottery team. And now they're right near the top of their division and they've been cruising. So yeah, um, we'll get into all that with Wish as uh, we get on with the show. That'll be just after 7 o'clock. Brent Cron, just after 8 o'clock. We are live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. 
Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple, permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems, all things Basement T. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. We'll break down the game coming up in the morning report in just a few moments here. I, um, I know you're on a roll right now, but I am so looking forward to this morning report because oh. all all Patty and GVP have been doing all morning is just laughing about different clips that are going oh, in there. Oh, good. So, oh, we I, had I Jack so... Edwards and Dave Mishkin calling a game <laughs> last night together. So <laughs> Not together, but like... They were struggling. both in full force? They were in full force. Okay. Well, well Espo that's... in there, too. Uh, oh, health in the game oh, is electric. <laughs> the thing is, like, we've had a few Dave Mishkin calls this year. But no Espo. But there hasn't been Espo. You're also gonna, you'll get a random person thrown in there. See if you can find out where it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got to stay focused at 6.30. Okay, why not? I love that. You're going to get a little bit of this. Trying to nudge it past Giordano. He could not. It got held in for a leak. <laughs> it's not. It's somebody who's not even connected to the broadcast. Oh, someone from the crowd, maybe. Dropping oh, no. Trinac over no, his stick, no. and here's Polino on a breakaway golly. the other way. Polino's in alone. <laughs> Score. Golly, golly, what a bad play. <laughs> That or like maybe like the engineer beside him, somebody oh, in that booth. Yeah, it sounds like someone in the booth is, is making just... noise before the goal. Are, are they a are they a fan? They probably are with this oh. type of noise. <laughs> no, a centering no, pass too no, fancy. No, and I got... no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're looking forward to the morning report now. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, we will break down the Flames game in there too. Um, but Mount, now I just want to get some more report. Okay, right, let's <laughs> fill twenty minutes of time here. God, waste of time. Um. Uh, yesterday overall thoughts on the game pete here's how i saw it <laughs> and this is exactly what the coach said after the game um first period pretty even yep great start probably had the the control of the the front end and the back end of the first period got their teeth kicked in in the second period and then they kicked the teeth back in the kraken in the third period mm -hmm. and they got it to overtime and then they won in overtime and dan vladar did his job Jonathan yep. Huberdeau was good again. I thought Mackenzie Weaker and Rasmus Anderson were maybe the best deep pair on the ice. I would say that they were the best player on the ice, but they're two people, so we'll go with <laughs> the best deep pair on the ice. Thoughts on the game yesterday? Yeah, I, I, I think that kind of sums it up pretty well. That that first period, it was fast-paced, and that's something that I've, I've kind of noticed with, the, with this group. Sorry. Um, it, it feels like they're pay, playing with a bit more pace now, and that's mm -hmm. a, a nice shift after the last very long time with this team because that, that hasn't really been a strength, but they were able to to keep up with the, the crack in there in that first period. And the second period, it was just kind of like, um, all right, when's it their turn to touch the puck? Because yes. the other guys have had it for a really long time, and I think it's quite rude what they're doing, just hogging this thing the whole time. So I, I think that it, it it didn't seem like this was going to be one of those come-from-behind games, but the, the broadcast the whole time, Reminding us that Seattle has blown nine leads in the third period and have given up the, I think it's the second most third period goals in the NHL this season. So you kind of had a sense that maybe something was coming and then it took a bit to build, but once it got going, it really got going for, for this group. And that's, it, it's a good win. It, it's a win that it feels like they wouldn't have got a couple of weeks ago, even like that feels like the, the three, two goals. It's a bit of a weird one off of Vladar's brain and into the net mm -hmm. that that felt a little unfortunate. That felt like something that would have broke this group certainly last year, but for large part, parts of this year, but to, to their credit, they responded really, really, really well. And then even in overtime, Seattle had the puck for a, a fair amount of that. Um, Pospisil, Kadri, and I think it was Uyghur out there. 
um, they were able to manage and then end up getting the goal. So overall, I thought it was a, a nice game of kind of punch counter punch from both sides. Yeah, it was a game that had ebbs and flows for sure. All the periods had a little bit of a, a different vibe to them. That second period was perhaps the, the most worrying of them. Like you mentioned, they were running around a lot. I thought in the first period they were doing a good job of winning races and, and getting into pucks. Like, I really liked Andrew Mangiapane's first period. Yes. And then on the third goal, he does a pretty bad flyby on Jamie Alexiak, which allows Alexiak to get two cracks at that hard shot, and McCann deflects the one and hits Vladar, and it kind of rolls in in a weird way. But that was one where it just felt like the legs weren't going. Yeah. And this isn't a game where you've... That I was worried because this is the start of a very difficult road trip. And if that was the way you were going to show out in the second period, mm-hmm. that's not how you want to start a road trip. Yeah. But then they were able to salvage it in the third, and I thought that was probably the most impressive part of the game. But that was the thing that was surprising to me. I, I thought the first period was was solid. Seattle pushed back after the Flames started well. Yep. But then they just stopped moving their legs. Yeah. And that was worrisome. Yep. Big yeah. time. It was, and because that's a, a Seattle team that is quick. Like there, there's some speed yes. on that group, and you, you, like it, it felt like in the second period the Flames were kind of buried by that. And I was a little worried that it was like the the first period. I thought they kept up with them, but maybe it was that they were kind of redlining it a little bit, and we're starting to get like the the wheels are falling off and their screws flying from you don't even know where. Um, but th- they were able to to kind of get it back in that third period, and I thought that was a, a real positive for for them to do that. Alexiak. Man, he's got a bomb from back there. Yeah, hey? he's a big dude. Yeah, he, he's got that bomb. That Everly goal was really nice as well with the, the hands in the slot. Yeah. Um, I would have loved a lot, a lot of arm stick checks on that play, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing. Like, this for this group, there is talent on this team, and it's finally starting to look like it a little bit. But th- this also isn't a team that can kind of take periods off and get away with it. Like, their, their kind of B plus effort is going to get them run into the ground by a lot of teams. And so I, I think it, it's something we've talked about. They, they've started to realize what all they have to do to win hockey games. And it's kind of play your best the whole time right now. Like they, they, they can't really 60 minute effort, baby. Yeah. 60 minutes. Exactly. Good 60. Um, I also thought in the third period, Ryan Huska makes another adjustment. Um, doesn't like what he's seen from several of his players. Mm-hmm. I believe AJ Greer and Connor Zary would be at the top of the list. And, yeah. and maybe an off night for Zary after he had been dynamite for his first eight games in the NHL. I think he had eight points in eight games and, and that one sat down for a lot of the third period. I believe he, Sharon Kovich, and A.J. Greer only had maybe one shift in the third period uh, each. So there there was a, a bit of a shuffle. Um, I was, at the beginning of the frame, I was like, why is Backland not with Huberdeau? Why yeah. Why have we, what have we, what are we doing here? And then you, st- they roll through a few changes and you understand that you're not seeing a couple of people out there and what had happened. Um I thought until they hit that first TV timeout, which came about midway through the period, yeah. they were maybe a little bit scrambling, yes. trying to adjust with the the changes to the lines. But then in the back half, really felt like you know they, they had that really short, because the, the first TV timeout came about 10 minutes in, they only played about 90 seconds yeah. before they got another one. And I thought it was a good 90 seconds, and they kind of reset. And I thought that was probably good for the group just to get that 90 seconds to kind of go, okay, I'm playing with you for the next little bit, get another break playing with you for the next little bit. And then they went out. They give a great power play. Yes. They don't score, but they keep the momentum going. And then obviously get the equalizer there uh, on, on the face-off win, which once again, yesterday, we saw like several face-off plays lead to goals. Yes. For yeah. both teams. Right. 
Yeah, and that's like I, I know that there are some who um I guess don't really I don't want to say don't appreciate aren't big on the importance of face-off wins, but I think there are certainly some where it matters. And I would suggest the ones where they score immediately after it uh, would seem to be rather important. But I I was a little frustrated with the, the line juggling like we talked about on the show sure. yesterday. We, they, they've just found a couple of things that work. Why, why are we throwing away four games of stuff that have worked for two periods where it didn't, but then it ended up working, so it's tough to really, you know. You feel like they go back to the kind of original iteration of what they had today, unless they maybe bring Rizicka back in. Yeah, I think if there, there's going to be a change, it's going to be a minor one. Rizicka like for, for career or yeah. something like that. Yeah, even like, I don't know if Dewar had an amazing game either, but... Um, I didn't think that fourth line really had a lot. They no. didn't play a lot. Either. No. Like, Brian Huskid was going kind of in the top three lines, and frankly, I don't really blame him. Yeah, like, and I, I don't know... I don't know if Dubé did a whole lot to justify throwing him in there over a, a couple of the kids, but then he had a good third period, so it kind of paid off for him. So it, it's th that's the thing with this group right now, like that there because there are only a few who are standing out. You can kind of mix and match a little bit, and you, you are, you're hoping someone steps up. And I again, I didn't think he was great in the first two periods, but I thought Dubé was good in the third mm -hmm. period and was kind of one of those guys who stepped up. But I would I would love for a bit of consistency, even though it did kind of work last night. Yeah. Um... But people weren't going. Like, it, it was definitely Zary's least impactful game. Right. For sure. Uh, I actually like Sharon Govich, too, for the first 40 before he kind of got sat down. So yeah, he had that, two that shifts in the third period. Yeah, that was one where I, I, I thought he, like, you look at the ice time at the end of the game, Zary and Greer were both, like, seven or eight minutes, and Sharon Govich is more like 11 and a half. So he, he felt like one of the guys that was maybe just getting the short end of the stick yeah. when they were sitting down two, and you kind of sit down three when you sit down right. two because you go down to nine, and you're chasing the game, and you're trying to create offense and, and all that type of stuff. Um, they got a couple of power play shifts. That's when they went out there, and they were trying to yeah. create a little bit. So uh, I want to throw a few individuals at you. Okay. Tell me how you thought they did. Okay. Jonathan Huberdeau. Really well. Mm -hmm. I, I really liked his game, and there was a physical aspect to it that I, I don't think. hit behind the net? Man. What I was that? I didn't know he had that in him, to I be thought, perfectly honest with you. You know what? You know how much I didn't think that ha he had that in him? I was worried he might have separated his shoulder. <laughs> I was afraid that he had thrown such a big hit that I'm not used to him seeing that he might have hurt himself. Right. And he obviously didn't. He was fine. Yes. But in the exact moment, I was like, my goodness, what Sir? are you doing? You're going to blow out his shoulder. Yeah. But I guess that's why the way the pads. <laughs> but no, he, I, I thought he was good. And I, I thought again, that there was, there was a confidence to his game. Like again, uh, no look pass. I think it was on the power play to Anderson in the third period was he's making them now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's starting like that, that confidence that we were looking for is starting to get there. And he is kind of remembering that. Oh yeah. I'm, I am one of the, the better playmakers on the planet. So let's use that a little bit. Shall we? Um, I, I don't know if that was a howitzer of a shot that went in, but it, it went in anyway. And it's seeing eye shot. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones that wasn't going in for him a, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, that's hitting a skate shoot and that. going off into the crowd. Yeah, he, yeah. No. He, he probably tries to pass that down in the corner and gets deflected and it's turned over. And I liked that well, when he scored the, the other night against Vancouver. It was a big like, yeah, okay. And when he scored this one, he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's back. Y'all have to tell He's me. He's back. I got it. Yeah. No, yeah. don't worry about me. I don't know what you guys were ever panicked about. Yeah. I wasn't worried about it. Definitely wasn't me. Yeah. You guys should start writing, is Huberto underpaid yeah. columns here? <laughs> yes. That's okay. Well, maybe we'll <laughs> pump the brakes on that. Um, 
Next guy I wanted to ask you about. Vash- uh, Vash- Pospisil. Martin Pospisil. Uh, I I thought Pospisil was pretty good. And yeah. that, that's why I was a little surprised with, with um, Zari being sat down because I thought that line in the first period especially was really creating. But then the more I thought about it, it was kind of just two of them. Like It, it was kind of a lot of Kadri and, and Pospisil. But I, I thought they were both good. And Pospisil, again, um, he gets that opportunity early on where it seemed like the puck maybe rolled on him a little bit. And then he decided to just offensive tackle the puck into the net like yeah. the, he he did his own brotherly shove which hmm. uh, just wasn't really allowed in the national hockey league but i i thought again he was good he played with speed there was an edge to his game so i i liked him in this one were you on that same wavelength yeah i thought he used his speed really well that he he almost scored an identical goal to the sorokin one but he just couldn't get around the defenseman yeah um i, I was th- I not was expecting that he was getting looks in three on three again yep He's yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. And and honestly, like in three on three, he and Kadri got hemmed. Yeah. Like they got they got trapped out there, but he made a really good play to turn the puck over and then lug it out and yeah. make sure that his whole group could get a change. And it was shortly after that, that the Flames were able to push one over the line and, and finish the game up. So they they got helmed, but they were never in like real danger. It didn't it, feel like it kept like, it to like, the outside. Yeah. Um, there was like one minor moment where Matty Beneers kind of had like a, a little bit of an inside lane on him and, and kind of beat him that way. But mm, Matty Beneers is going to do that to you every once in a while when you're yeah. trying to find your way in the NHL in your first kind of dozen games up here. So didn't didn't have much of a problem with that. Um, Connor Zary. Quiet. Mm. Um, which is not great for someone who's playing on a top line that is generating. Um, so I... I I didn't love uh, a lot of what I saw from him. And while I was frustrated that we, we brought the, the line blender out again, I did kind of understand it from that perspective because I, I don't know how great he was in this one. Yeah, it, there was room to improve. Room for, yeah, room for improvement for sure. For sure. Um, what about Dan Vladar? I thought he was good. Like I said, I would have liked the the Eberly one back. We'll, we'll ask Kron about it. But other than that, like there's deflections that are going all over the place. And there was a couple of times where Calgary was in survival mode in the second period and then kind of early on in the third while everyone was figuring out who they were playing with where he kept them in it. And there was a couple of saves where if that goes in, then it's just it's curtains for the game. So I I thought he played quite well. And for them to come back, get a win in overtime, they showed the stat, and we talked about it before the show, ye- or at the end of the show yesterday, but 7-20 and 20 since the start of last season in extra time, for them to go in and just get a win, and I know that Seattle hasn't been the, the gangbusters all year, but nevertheless, that, that's a big one for yep. the Flames to, to go in. They get a power play goal, they get an overtime win, they get a couple of milestones that felt like, honestly, Backlund and Manjapani had been sitting on for a couple of weeks here yeah. with the 100th goal and the 500 points for both of them. And I think that kind of stuff matters. Like, I do think those would have been kind of hanging over them a little bit. Like, they they knew that there was a, a big number coming. And so I think that'll be good to, to get that out of the way. And as we talked about before, th- this is a difficult road trip. And this was one of the ones that kind of felt gettable. Now you go up against a Nashville team who, like, you didn't know it entering the game. But they're coming off of just a ridiculous ridiculous win against Colorado last night. Um, Dallas, who is just beating everyone. And then Colorado, who was mere seconds away from a good win last night. So this, this was the one that felt gettable and to, to be able to get it in that fashion, I think is, is pretty good for this group. We'll break the game down a little bit more with some clips and some audio from the game yesterday coming up in the morning report in just a few minutes here. 
Um, we will have the full NHL story as well and some crazy results yesterday. Like Pete said, the Predators come from behind. They score two goals in a minute to beat the Colorado Avalanche. Vancouver gets a big win. Um, Edmonton continues to uh, kind of go back in the opposite direction after they had won three straight. They were down yeah, in it's Florida. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Really upsetting. Yeah. Uh, plus, there was a Monday Nighter yesterday, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Bit, bit of a tilt. Chiefs, Eagles... Kelsey Bowl, family reunion, whatever they were calling it. You know, Taylor Swift wasn't there because, you know, Argentina, she had to postpone some shows and stuff like that. A lot of heat. Yeah, it's really hot down there. Um, but nevertheless, they played the game, yeah. which I, I was surprised by that they went on with, without <laughs> her anyways. Without, Taylor, yeah. uh, without her, but they it went on. It was raining, too. It, it was crazy. Like, the first little bit of rain was really aggressive. Here's the thing. We, we don't have a whole time to break this game down. How did the Eagles win that game? Uh, MVS dropping a touchdown. Super good defense. The Chiefs, uh, I'll read the drive charts in the second half. Oh, my goodness. The Eagles were totally dominant on defense in the second half. The three and outs for their offense? Yes. Just just over and over and over. Like, I think four of their first seven drives, they went three and out. You take away their one weapon on offense, and that's Travis Kelsey. You double and triple cover him. No, I'm talking about the Eagles offense. Oh, you're talking about the Eagles offense. The Eagles offense was way worse than the Chiefs offense yesterday. Quiet game from A.J. Brown. AJ like Brown those. had like one. No, that's, catch. A, that's a shout out. Chiefs defense is also playing uh, yeah. out their mind as well. They they had a game plan to stop Jalen Hurts. It was his worst game as a passer all year, but he still had time to find a dart to Devontae Smith down at the one yard line to set up the game winning touchdown. Here's the thing: both these teams very good this year. Both these teams, I think that we get a little they bit perfect. a little bit recency bias from the last couple of years with these offenses. Mm-hmm. Neither of them has been as good. Like, really, the two stars of the show for both offenses yesterday, Isaac Pacheco, Dondre Swift. Yep. yep. We're running backs, old-fashioned. Um, but with the Chiefs, and you've man. got to, And you've got the two two of the highest. Well, I don't, Hertz hasn't been paid yet. He's still on his early deal. Uh, he's mm. been paid. Has he? Yep. Oh. Either way, you have two of the top quarterbacks in the league. You have the best tight end. You have arguably the best receiver this year. One of the best in mm-hmm. A.J. Brown. Tyreek Kill does his thing, sure. Mm-hmm. But A.J. Brown's having a very, very good season. Yeah. And Andre Swift and Isaac Pacheco are the stories of the game. As someone who bet the under, I was very happy to see how the game went. <laughs> under is now a defensive uh, battle. Under in prime times, 27 and 8 now. Hammer it. It's not fun to watch, but yeah. like especially when there was like, I don't know, what was it, 24 points in the first half? You're like, oh, now I got to sweat this. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But slow, <laughs> slow second half. Love to see it if that's the side of the bet you were on. Mm-hmm. But that was my biggest takeaway. How did the Eagles win this game? Because every time I watched, it was three plays, punt the ball away. Three uh, plays, punt the ball away. Three plays, Jalen Hurts running for his life, punt the ball away. They were going in to score, and then Josiah Scott forces a big fumble on Travis Kelsey. Huge. Punches it Rose, right out. Yeah, the, um, Boy, was Travis mad. Yeah. And then, I mean, they lead the league in drops. They have 27. Two it, on the final drive. The Chiefs. Yeah, it feels like a wasted, almost like a wasted year, kind of with, with this group, right? And like, like Mahomes tries to do all his fun stuff that he that he used to be able to get away with, and that's not working anymore. Because eventually, you could have just thrown it up to Tyreek Hill or whoever, yeah. and then it's a, a fine play because you see how when good you're he is, double but. triple coverage on Travis Kelsey, that takes away your best offensive weapon. You're leaving okay, Justin Watson, Rashi Rice, McCole Hardman, yeah. You know, it's it's not exactly a, a group that instills fear into you. No, 
Yeah, and like you see what Hopkins has done with, with Tennessee this year. Where not 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 that it's gangbusters, but he's better than anything Kansas City has. Mm-hmm. And he would have gone there they for brought a him song. In. Right. And um for Odell it. Beckham Jr. balls out finally for, for Baltimore. <laughs> he's better than anything they would have had. He would have gone there for a, a little bit. Uh, he's better than anything Kansas City. Yeah, how many games this season are you getting out of OBJ at this point? One, two, he's three. getting hurt every game. Yeah, he's getting something. banged up. That shoulder is like hanging on by a thread at this point. That's my only thing with OBJ. But I agree. He's been effective. No, they, it's just, he's they, had did, some they should have done more to address that position. Yeah. When you have a quarterback like this, I get that there is a, oh, well, he can just throw it to anyone. Well, yeah, he can't. Like, literally, he can. They do have to catch it, though. Yep. Like, like there, he could not have done anything more on that MVS play late. And on the 4th and 25, yeah, it was a little bit more mustard on that throw. But Justin Watson still has to catch that ball. Yeah. He comes down with that. That's first down. Like, It's you, crazy because you remember a few years ago when all we were talking about was... They gotta, they gotta help out their defense. Like these guys, you gotta get Tyron Matthew in here. Yep. And you gotta get yep. all these guys because they're outscoring their problems, and and they did that. They've invested in their defense, but in a league where you have to pay Patrick Mahomes, what you have to pay Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and you have to pay Travis Kelsey, what you have to pay Travis Kelsey, and the list goes on for good players on their defense as well, like yeah. Jones. Like all of a sudden, you run out of money for good receivers, mm-hmm. and you get. MVS and you get Justin Watson and you get Rashi Rice who Rashi Rice could be a player but he's being asked a lot early on in his career it was, so it was that, the, that, that's my thing it was I, the fifth time I, I don't they know haven't if, scored more less than 20 or more than 24 points in a game this year as well yeah and I think they're the third lowest scoring team in the second half this season um like zero last night will certainly help that like it, it's they are still a Super Bowl threat because of who their coach is and who their quarterback yep. is, but they are wildly flawed offensively, which is really weird to say when you have the best quarterback in the league. Maybe the best player in the league. Probably the best player in the league. And honestly, like watching the Bengals, like they have Joe Burrow, but a lot of the help there is the fact that you also have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd behind Jamar Chase, who's a legit number one, mm-hmm. and you don't have a you don't have a Travis Kelsey there. You you kind of patchwork your tight end, but yeah. you've got three really good receivers. T. Higgins could be a one on another team. Tyler Boyd's a two on another team. Uh-huh. But now that you've paid Joe Burrow, I don't think you're going to be able to keep those guys after the year. No, you're losing. You're, you're going you're to be at least one of them. Exactly yeah. what has happened here with the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah. it it's it's tough. You got to once you find a quarterback. And you got to pay them. Now you have to find players that can have an impact for not as much money and uh, the push and the pull. Yeah, you need to find those guys who are reliable, right? Like that's what New England struggled with for a bit with Tom Brady in that little gap between dynasties that they had um, where they, they were trying to just like, well, we're paying him this much. We don't need receivers. And then you would get him either Welker or Amendola or Edelman or whoever. And, oh, hey, look at this. They're awesome again, right? And so you just, you need one of those guys that he can just, it's third and five. You're not the tight end. I just need to throw the ball to you to keep this drive going. They, they don't really have that person you trust right now on this offense. <sighs> Who's their best receiver? Who? Oh, uh, Rashi Rice. Yeah, probably Rice. Okay. During the break, maybe a little homework. Um, let's try and find teams that Rashi Rice would be a number one receiver on. Oh. How many are there? Can you count them on one hand? Probably. Yeah. We'll look into it after the break. We'll tell you and also get into the morning report stuff. Flames, NHL, Monday Night Football, you name it, we're all over like a dirty shirt. Right here, Sports at 960 The Fan. Welcome back. 
Hour number one, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Calgary Flames, big win over the Seattle Kraken down in Seattle, making 6-0 at Climate Pledge Arena. Oh, yeah. Since the Kraken have entered the uh, National Hockey League. Take that, Kraken. Yeah. Uh, reverse. Flames what? couldn't win in Vegas, but they all they do is win in Seattle. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, you hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. That Calgary oil <laughs> won't be stopped in Climate Yeah. Play. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna burn it, baby. Looks like a beautiful <laughs> town, though. I'd love to go visit sometime. I love Seattle. Okay, good. Okay, let's get into the morning report. No time to waste. Listen, Pete, if you own a BMW, you got to choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10%. They're on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. They bring us Marty the morning Rose. report. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Still getting used to the liners and yeah. uh, not talking over the intros and stuff like that. That's fine. That happens. Flames NHL Raptors. We got it all for you, but we begin with the Flames. Holds it. Down in Seattle, trying to <laughs> remain undefeated at Climate Pledge Arena. Holds it. Yeah. Dan Vladar got the start. Walker Dewar replaced Adam Rzichka on the fourth line. Holds it. And Philip Grubauer got the start for Seattle. Flames hit the ground running. Holds it. Back to the right point. Mackenzie Weger across to Anderson. Far side. Oh, Iceland home. Scores! Beautiful puck movement by the Flames. And Elias Lindholm zips the puck into the crack in net. And less than two minutes in, makes it 1-0 Flames. It's a nice offensive zone shift for the Flames. Lindholm beats Grubauer with a good shot. Flames kind of controlled the play for the first five-ish minutes of the game. Then the Kraken got to their game later on. They would tie it up off a face-off play. Clean win back to Dunn. Coleman can't get through the traffic, get out and block it. Vince Dunn rips it into the back of the net. He's having a great season for Seattle. That was his third goal. He notches 18th point later on in the contest. Shortly after the Dunn goal, Flames off to the power play. Despite their better play lately, specials have actually been a bit of a dip, a significant dip, I will say. 0 for 17 going into the game. Something had to give. And they win the offensive zone draw to get it started. Anderson walks the line and slides it near side to Huberto, who shoots and scores! Jonathan Huberto continues to heat up. He snaps the puck by Philip Brubauer. The Flames' first power play goal in seven games. Yeah, how about that? Number 10 wins a board battle, or pardon me, Caudry wins a board battle. Huberto ends up shooting it through a screen, gets his fourth of the season, and the Flames led 2-1 to one after the first period of play. Like we said, checking some boxes. Huberto going, power play going, and that was, uh, that, that was a big goal on a couple of fronts. In the second, lots of running around by Red. Left point, done with the drive. That one gets blocked. Loose puck, Everly a shot, and Karche scores. To the blue line, done. Far side to Doolin with a shot, knocked out of the doorstep. And now another shot that's run by Larson. They score. Yeah, a lot of running around. There was an Everlay yeah. stick handle there. He around several Flames defenders in the slot. Vladar can't squeeze it on the first goal by Everlay. Then on the second one, a flyby check at the point by Manjapani. Alexiak gets two crack at the point shot as a result. McCann deflects a second try into the net over Vladar, and the crack and flip the script. They led 4 2 after 40 minutes of play. The Flames, Pete, outshot 17 6 in the middle frame. Suboptimal, Matty. That is a suboptimal result. Yeah, that's. I would say you'd want to fix that. Okay, good. Third period was all Flames. Even had a solid looking power play, but they couldn't cash in. 
It was later in the frame. Out of a TV timeout, the Flames finally draw even. Flames win the offensive zone drop. Here's Hannafin with a shot. Bouncing puck. Majapani scores! Pick up that puck. Andrew Majapani with the 100th goal of his NHL career ties it at three. Yes, he did. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the third goal that happened off a of faceoff play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right. Flames, kind of important. Had, Flames had two. Seattle had one. Mm-hmm. Just like that, tied in the third period. Flames were dominant in period yep. number three as well. They really flipped the script. They outshot the Kraken 16-3, to and that is goal number 100 for Andrew Mangiapane. So and congrats to him. It's the type of goal that this team needs to score, right? Like, just go to the net it's and hope a, the puck bounces in <laughs> off of something. It's such a Mangiapane goal. Oh, 100%. Yeah, a very fitting tribute for his 100. Yeah, just mucking it up right down there in the uh, in the trenches. Uh he is the seventh active player with 100 goals for the Calgary Flames. Can you name the other six players who have 100 goals that are active Calgary Flames? Uh, Huberto, I would assume. No, 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 no. That have had 100 goals for the Flames oh, for franchise. The... Oh, okay, okay. Apologies. There um, is... How many are on the... Only two of them are on the team currently. Okay, I would say uh, Jonathan Gaudreau would be one of them. Yes. Um, Sean Monaghan. Yes, one and two, 212 and 210. Matthew Kachuk. Yes, 152. Uh, Elias Lindholm. 143. He's tied with another player. Backlund? No. No. But Backlund's on the list. Okay. You're missing one. Uh, This is going to be so obvious when Mm -hmm. I don't get it because I'm not getting it. Not a forward. Not a Mark Giordano. Bingo. Oh, that makes sense. Out of B. Well done, GVP. Just coming out of the woodwork and getting all the trivia. Out of B, lad. Tie game. Love I to see it in the third period. Also, feel like I did a lot of work on that. Yeah, you, you, well, okay, fine. Great. Also, <laughs> good job, Pete. Thank Great you. Job. Yeah, Thank we had you. to bring in had to bring in the closer yeah. after you did all the Papal long innings. Yeah. Slam the door. <laughs> yeah, eight innings. Shut up, ball. Nice <laughs> job, Pete. But we're gonna give all the credit to GVP. <laughs> AJ Greer, Connor Zary, also Yegor Sharangovich, not playing a lot in that third period, despite yeah. the Flames getting back into it. Greer didn't have a shift, or Dewar didn't have a shift the last ten minutes. Yep. Not great. No, sorry. I think three shifts in the third period. I wonder if Sharangovich too. He's probably the next one to take a sit up top if you bring act down Ruzichka. Yeah, Connor Zary or, or no? I'm saying Dewar. Dewar. Yeah. Dewar. Yeah. Him Goes or Greer off. probably. Yeah. That fourth line is just that fourth line is going to be four guys and two of them or three of them have a pretty good chance of sitting in. I know we can say Ruzichka's not a fourth liner. Well. You eh. might actually have to be one for a bit here. Because that fourth of, line needs some work. Yeah. I he, just want kind of playing like a fourth want, liner. I just basically. want him to play like a fourth liner. I yep. just want him to just like show something. Be intense yeah. and like be engaged. Yep. But that yep. feels and, like it's a lot to ask. Yep. Hmm. Into OT. Had some good. Had some bad. Kadri Pospisil, they got trapped, but didn't really give up any good opportunities to the opposition. In the end, Pospisil with really smart play to lug it down the ice, allow his buddies to change. And shortly after that, Huberto wides ahead and now slides the puck to his captain. Backer lays it right wing side to Anderson who jumps up. Anderson circles it out, tries to wrap around, can't get the shot up, now scores! Rasmus Anderson ends the game in overtime! Little razzle-dazzle. Uh, first the save from Dan Vladar. <laughs> How dare you. Razzle-dazzle. <laughs> Uh, the save from Vladar. Really good. Lead to that goal. Yeah, yeah he was... Uh, listen, he made some great saves at the end of the second period. 
Um, the save he made in overtime on Benir done off the bench. Yeah. After mm. Beneers put Pospisil in the spin cycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote from my note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was while they were running around. That was the best chance they allowed. But then shortly after that, they do get the goal. And yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Rasmus Anderson with the game winner. Michael Backlund also an assist. He gets his 500th point as a result and talked to Pat Steinberg about it after the game. Yeah, it feels really good. Uh, huge win for us. Uh, great comeback. And yeah, it's it feels uh, really special to get that 500 points. Um, I told Raf long enough to to find me or score when I passed to him, so it was about time. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> Love you, Pat. Uh, Michael Backlund, 500 points. How about that for the captain? Nice. Yeah, not bad. Nice to get that milestone out of the way now. Manjapani, 100 goals. Ryan Huska talked about it. That's where he scores his goals, where he should be scoring his goals in there. Um, so great for him, great for Michael. Like those are two pretty good milestone nights for for important players on our team. Yep, picked up the pucks. Sounds so excited for him. Picked them. up the pucks for sure. Also, we talked about what changed between the second and the third period. They just dug in a little bit. Like they, you often know when they're not happy in between periods. Um, and you know, as coach, you walk by sometimes and you can hear some of the guys talking, and that's a positive thing for us that we had certain guys that were saying the right things. So um, it was nice to see the response for sure. Yep. On to uh, Smashville yes. Wednesday against the Predators. Big win to open up the trip. Come ne- from behind. That's what you needed to see. Yeah, I needed that one with uh, a couple real difficult matchups at the end of this one. Try to get those points now because this is going to be a difficult road over the next few days. Two out of a playoff spot. Love it. Love it. Uh, especially when you look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Am I right, Pat? Yeah, six, six other games around the NHL last night. A couple tasty contests as well. Uh, the next three opponents for the Flames played last night as well. We'll start in Sunrise uh, with the Oilers and the Panthers. They would turn to Calvin Pickard in net for Edmonton. Uh, Panthers coming in hot, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Connor McDavid, we got a couple in this one. The Oil actually had a 2-0 lead, not even 10 minutes into the game. But through 40, they would actually be trailing. Clear to Edsy Lewis, Arena back for Lombard. He's got a lean right side. Lombard back in out front. Pinballing puck caught up to Stenland for a certain backhand shot. Right off the mask of Pickard. And then a rebound. Try Lewis Arena. A shot, Stenland. And he scores. And the Panthers take the lead. It's 4 3. Kevin Stenland out of the right circle. Yeah. A lot How of, many whacks are you yeah, going to give yeah, the Panthers? Just, uh, like, just a scramble. That sounded play. like a lot. Yeah. Pickard, Pickard, Pickard's literally just like standing around like this. Trying to, Where is it? Where is it? And uh, he couldn't find it. Uh, that's the game winner. Sam Bennett would get his first of the season into an empty net. Panthers win 5-3. He only He's, been, he's only played six games. I he, guess, yeah. He got hurt in yeah, training yeah, yeah. camp, and then he came back. He played like six minutes. Someone fell on his leg. He missed yep. a whole bunch more time. Yeah, That's so right. uh, Panthers, they're hot, hot, hot right now. Oilers get swept uh, in the state of Florida. They're into Carolina on Wednesday. Oh, that'll be got easier. Oh, yeah. Then. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go mm-hmm. northwest in the Sunshine State. Uh, boy, were the folks at the Amelie Arena in Tampa in for a treat between the Bruins and Bolts. Pick this one up in the third. Lightning leading 2-1. That was until David Pasternak altered something. McAvoy along the line. Lorai. Pasternak scores! That's leadership. David Pasternak swung his legs over the boards, determined to alter the flow of this game. Yeah, Jack Edwards there uh, on the call there. He realized halfway through he was in too deep. <laughs> he wanted to pull that cord so bad. <laughs> Walter, the 
Course of human history. <laughs> oh, this is a heavenly matchup. Not on the only on the ice, but uh, between the Bruins TV TV play by play man and the uh, Lightning radio man Dave Mishkin. Uh, Jack Beecher gives Boston a three two lead uh, just over a minute later. But guess what? That lead didn't last long either. As Austin Watson ties it at three for T Bay. Uh, getting late now. Charlie Coyle fires by Joe Bro, and the Bruins go back up in front. Dying moments of the game, and you know we couldn't finish this one out without hearing from Dave Mishkin. Oh, yeah. Asse's feet blocked away by Zaka. It. He couldn't clear it out. <laughs> Heldon Hedman, center point. Right circle, it is Hagel. Ten to go. Hagel banks it for Kucherov right circle. Kucherov right corner. Left circle, Stamkos! Score! <laughs> Score! Steven Stamkos! This game is tied at four with 4.8 seconds left! Wow. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear the random scream before yeah. the Stamkos goal? Kucha right corner. Let's go Stamkos! I can't believe the Bruins and Lightning are playing in the playoffs already. <laughs> right, like, right. uh, oh, it just got better in overtime. Oh, no. The guys oh, up the middle. Boy. Hangle a breakaway. Hangle in the load. Yeah, we, we, we had a couple notes there. Yeah, can, can we do a wellness check? Like, my goodness. Michigan okay this morning. Whoa. I genuinely want to know what he does as vocal exercises that he doesn't lose his voice. I'm checking. Because he is playing. For, he, he does they commentary for. the Jets tonight. How is he going to do a game today? No, tomorrow. No oh. games tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The stupid. But yeah, how do you. Got away by Zach. <laughs> Like he, he he does commentary for a team that has scored a boatload of goals over the last like half decade. They've given up more this year than they've allowed, than they've scored, but still, like yeah, like how do you how do you have anything left after that? I would it would have to be one game a week, and I'd be out. Ugh. Yeah, lightning with a big five four win in overtime oh, between so good two of the, the elite uh, in the NHL. Speaking of two of the elites in the NHL uh, facing deep in the heart of Texas, Stars hosting the Rangers. New York also had a 2-0 lead in this one, but guess what? They proceeded to blow it. Uh, Stars score six unanswered, all by six Ooh. different players. Uh, Dallas wins this one 6-3. Calgary sees them on Friday. Uh, oh, good. Flames' next opponent, uh, the Predators. Scored two shorties into an empty net. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, Calgary's next opponent, the Predators, hosting the Avalanche, the last team the Flames will face on this road trip. Uh, sometimes you look at the schedule and you see good games, and a lot of the time it's a paper tiger-type schedule. Not Monday. Dying moments in Nashville. Forsberg gets it in the left circle. Tries to throw it across in front. Slept on and they score! The Predators score to tie it up! That's what desperation can do for you. Yeah, and then just off the faceoff. Puts it on the end wall. He wipes out. In front, Cole Smith. That one's tough. They score! They score! The Predators, they're jumping all over on the ice and on the bench. Incredibly, they have come back to take a 4-3 lead. With 21.6 seconds to go. Uh, two goals in like 14 seconds or something like Man, that. NHL was drunk yesterday. Was yeah. Drunk what is that? Pete Weber, hell of a call. Yeah, too. Pete Weber, yeah. Uh, legend, friend of the program as well. Uh, Nashville wins 4 3. Uh, and Avalanche don't even get a point. Kale McCarr probably to blame on that tying goal. Oh, really? He has the puck. He just whips it around the, the, the boards. Not really his fault. Bad bounce goes right off the boards, that right in front. 
of uh, Gorgiev and uh, Trenin gets the game winner. Two goals in 16 seconds. Yeah, actually. 16 seconds. Wow. Out to, the, <laughs> out to the mullet. Coyotes and Kings in Tampa. You probably could have skipped this one uh, on Sportsnet Plus. It was the one not so good game. Uh, Kings dominate the Yotes 4-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Sharks and Canucks. Hi, Sharks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in Vancouver, Megan Markle. Hi, Sharks. <laughs> sharks. Uh, in Vancouver, Hi, Sharks. Uh, Megan Markle and Prince Harry in attendance uh, to watch this one uh, for the, the Sharks for some god awful reason. I don't know. Quinn Hughes uh, becomes the first player uh, in the league to 30 points. Also becomes the first defenseman to be the first player to reach 30 points in a season since Bobby freaking Orr did it in 1974. Is, is that good? Yes. It's very good. Uh, he had two points as the Canucks. Uh, back in the win column, being the league worst Sharks three one. Uh, he t- looked he looked so mid against the Flames. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> barely noticed him. Yeah, he was not good. No, him and Heraldic <laughs> struggled, and then they go away, and then just oh, back game buster, no problem. Yeah, All right, fine. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Uh, take a look at tonight's sked. Uh, there seems to be. Hmm. Yeah, do we know why? Do we know why we don't get any hockey today? I don't know. This is what I was saying to PK before you I came think they in. Ha- they talked about it on 32 Thoughts yesterday. I get ha- not having it on Thursday. Yep. You don't want to go up against the, uh, the NFL and whatnot and, and U.S. Thanksgiving and have people traveling around at night. I, I don't understand it's, why. It's one of two days this week the NFL isn't on. And then you got 14 games on Wednesday. Yeah, whatever. And then uh, that's good because you like the next day, if you're the U.S., you don't have work. There you go. Uh... There was some news yesterday, though, in the NHL. We're still at least five years away from a full World Cup. Uh, as the NHL and the NHLPA are closing in on setting up a four-nations-style tournament between Canada, the U.S., Sweden, and Finland. Uh, no Russia. Saying there wasn't enough time to sort out the logistics to get more countries involved. Uh, the proposed format would see uh, the U.S. and Canada playing two games in North America, while Sweden and Finland would play two games in either of those two nations. The winners would then uh, of those matchups would uh, either buy points or aggregate goals would face the second-best team, most likely in North America. Uh, the winners of those semifinals would then meet, so there's a possibility USA Canada could meet in that final. Uh, the goal is to have the World Cup every four years in between the Winter Olympics. So Milan 2026 uh, maybe our next, next best chance with uh, best on best mm-hmm. involving everybody. Yeah. that um, It seems a bit underwhelming. I understand there's a lot that goes into the whole Russia thing. Yeah. So... They're talking about uh, maybe best playing. to just avoid that one for yep. now, but it still feels like, oh, oh, you gotta yeah. start somewhere. Gotta yeah. start somewhere, exactly. Uh, week 11 here, close it coming to a close with the Super Bowl rematch, Kelsey Bowl 5. Uh, the meeting of Taylor Swift's parents and Kelsey's parents will have to wait as uh, they just made more sense to have Taylor in attendance. Yeah, uh, on to the reason, actual reason we watched the game the Eagles and Chiefs had a rainy. Arrowhead, well, I yeah. guess, yeah. Uh, story of this one was the Chiefs' inability to hold on to the ball and take down penalties on the offensive line. Uh, Chiefs would actually pull Winnipeg Blue Bombers and have a 17-7 lead at the half uh, as they stymie Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense all day. Uh, easily, easily Hurts' worst game of the year. Uh, but it was also Patrick Mahomes' probably worst game of the year as Travis Kelsey, despite scoring uh, the opening touchdown for the Chiefs, was doubled and triple covered for a good chunk of this game. And that's probably going to be the story for the rest of the way for the Chiefs. Uh, they don't have any receivers that can step up and put the fear in God in us, so uh, we're just going to take away the one player that can. Uh, Eagles now down 17-14, and despite having his worst game as a passer, 
Hurts uh, could still throw an absolute rocket. Finds Devontae Smith down to the one. Uh, they brotherly shove their way in from there. Eagles out in front for the first time on the night. What a catch, by yeah. the way. What a yeah. catch. Uh, speaking of not, well, maybe you could hopefully somebody would catch a ball in Kansas City. Uh, and as a Packer fan, I know this scene all too well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about you yeah. yesterday when he dropped that. Yeah. Here it is. Good protection aired out. Valdez Scantling dropped it. Yeah, just a nice little, uh, nice ball from Mahomes on second oh, down. It's a beautiful. Uh, it's a touchdown. If right he, in his hands. Yeah, if he if he catches it, it's a touchdown. That was the 25th drop of the year for the Chiefs. They would go on and have uh, their 26th on fourth and 25 of that same drive, thanks to Justin Watson. Eagles with a big 14-point second half. They win 21-17. Uh, moved to nine and one on the year, first time since 1966. They host the Bills next Sunday, which is the second of this crazy gauntlet the Eagles are in the midst of. They'll have an NFC Championship rematch in Week 13, then go down to Big D the following week before going across country to Seattle in Week 15. So uh, rack the wins while you can. Uh, how about these uh, drives in the second half for the Chiefs? Punt, punt, fumble, punt, punt, punt. Turnovers on downs. Chiefs in Vegas next week. Yeah, it's oh. not a good second half. How about the first half for the Eagles, though? You had, uh, what's this, three and out, touchdown, interception, four plays, punt, three and out, and then to start the second half, three and out, three and out, and then they got a touchdown, and then they started to roll. But the, the Chiefs' offense couldn't do anything. Nope. They were getting smothered. They were getting assaulted by the defensive line and that group up front for the Chiefs. They couldn't do anything. Yeah, no, that, 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 that Eagles... But the is. Chiefs' inability to pull away, that's what this game yep. came down to. Yeah. Which Years is ago, unheard of. The Chiefs would have thrown up a 40-burger. They pulled and away they one game this year. That would have been a laugher. One game the they pulled away, and it was the Bears game. Yeah. And you can argue their lack of receivers has cost them a couple games now. Like the, the yes. Denver game, they just sucked in. Um, but this game, like you, you have you have a dude, and you win this game. Detroit, you have a guy, you win that game. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, Raptors play their second game of the NBA in-season tournament that uh, seems no one seems to care about. Uh, I will How say, dare you? Uh, the Raptors started out group play uh, with a loss on uh, Friday to the Celtics, so looking to pick up their first win. Sportsnet West and one will have this one for you, so if you want to watch some Golden Raptors playing on a gray court, oh. you can watch that at 530. Uh, Calgary Wranglers return home tonight to take on the Tucson Roadrunners. We'll have this one for you coming up at 7 o'clock. Pre-game goes at 6. Maddie, you're on the call. Alongside Sandra Priscina, Wranglers split in Ontario over the weekend, suffering only their second regulation loss. Uh, excitement level for tonight. Yeah, looking forward to it. We get to see the Tucson Roadrunners, see what the uh, Coyotes farm team has to offer. Not too sure what they got for studs down there. Yeah, but they're all up on the big club. One way yeah. to find out. And yeah. that's by doing prep, exactly, which I'm going to do today. Good. Okay. Uh, Canucks, uh, Calgary Canucks lost to the Okotoks Oilers last night, 5-1 in the battle of our two local AJHL teams. Uh, and uh, this one. Halfback, passes to center, back to wing, back to center, center holds it, holds it, holds it! A uh, big one for Canada tonight against Jamaica. Uh, CONCACAF Nations League semifinal. Winner clinches a spot in next summer's Copa America. Canada just needs a win or a draw thanks to their 2-1 win on Saturday down in Jamaica. With a win, Canada will play for a trophy uh, against the Americans and will have a chance to qualify for arguably their second biggest tournament in the country's history as next year's Copa will expand to include other nations from North America. It'll be hosted in the United States. Canada also looking to defend their Davis Cup title as the quarterfinals begin uh, in the tournament today with Canada taking on Finland. I'll be coming your way at 8 a.m. on Sportsnet 1. Felix OJ Aliassime will be uh, the leading guy for Canada. Uh, he won't have Denis Shapovalov. Uh, he's still recovering from a knee injury. Uh, he'll be joined by Gabe Diallo, Alexis Garlino, 
Vasic Pospisil, and Milos Raonic. Uh, oh. Davis Cup taking place in Mayaga, Spain. Right on. There's your morning report. Love it, buddy. That is the morning report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Take a quick break. Around the corner, Greg Wyshynski joins us right here. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hold it!